Welcome everybody out to Utah in the Weeds. I am your host, Tim Pickett, and this is a podcast about cannabis, medical cannabis and cannabis culture here in Utah and beyond. Uh, thank you for subscribing to the podcast on any podcast player that you, uh, you get your podcasts delivered on. Be sure to stay tuned on Discover Marijuana on YouTube as well. The channel name is Discover Marijuana. It's a great place to get educational video content about cannabis, cannabis strains, different conditions, delivery forms, all of that stuff. And we post our podcast not only to the podcast players, but also on YouTube. So there's a couple of podcasts that have some video um, and, and you can watch those or you can listen there on YouTube on Discover Marijuana. I also, uh, we post these podcasts in transcript form as well as a summary on utahmarijuana.org slash podcast. Again, utahmarijuana.org slash podcast. Today's episode is a short one. It's a couple of serious, I think, updates that you should be aware of, especially if you're involved or want to get involved in, uh, in this medical cannabis program here in Utah. Uh, and a thank you and an announcement um, to get right to it that we're going to be taking a little bit of a break for a couple of weeks through the holiday season uh, with Utah in the Weeds. So it'll give you a chance to catch up on previous episodes and check out the Discover Marijuana YouTube and, and make some comments and questions uh, and get ready for the new year. The first announcement that I'd like to talk about is Uplift. Uplift is our subsidy program for the Utah Medical Cannabis Program, so to speak. It's a really special program, and it was designed and, and implemented by one of our own at Utah Therapeutic Health Center. Lisa Reed has really championed this program, put it together and we're just a part of it. So let me explain the Uplift subsidy program. One of the big complaints that patients and people throughout the state have been really targeting this program with is that it's too costly for patients to access medical cannabis. And one of those complaints has been around provider fees and evaluation fees. For example, at Utah Therapeutic Health Center, it's a $250 office visit fee to, uh, to have an evaluation and create that uh, scenario where you can be evaluated for a medical cannabis patient. Um, and there have been a lot of reports that people are charging between $300 and even up to $600 for those evaluations. Now, I worked in a specialty medical service where our office visit fee was $320 for a new patient visit. And so that's kind of where this is, where this comes from. And all offices, all medical clinics charge a fee. Most of them that you're familiar with is the copay. So the office will bill the insurance, the full price, and the patient will then be responsible for the copay. And that makes a very nice system. Uh, it does not make the the evaluation any less uh, cost. Somebody has to pay, and you really, the consumer or the patient, really end up paying through that insurance premium that you pay. Um, so regardless of all of that, uh, it's expensive. 
And a lot of people don't have an HSA or a health savings account to, to make those payments. But uh, in order to get access to medical cannabis here, there are some, some really strict guidelines for medicine and medical review, things like that. So uh, there's this fee. But like I say, a lot of people can't afford that. So Uplift comes into play. It is a patient uh, donation matching program. So we have uh, established a, a landing page and a, and a information page at utahmarijuana.org uplift. And you can go there and you can learn about this uplift program and even make an online donation. So when patients come into our clinic or online, they can make an additional small donation, say it's a dollar, say it's $4.20. That's a, a popular donation amount, kind of a fun amount there. And when you donate $4.20, then Utah Therapeutic Health Center matches that $4.20. Deseret Wellness matches it. Zion Medicinal matches it. Beehive Zone Pharmacy matches it. And Wholesome Co. out of Bountiful matches it. So now you have a 6x donation and you started out with $4.20 and now you ended up with six times that amount. All of that money gets put towards clinic evaluations for patients. Patients who are eligible, terminally ill patients, and patients with low income. For now, right now, those patients, the uh, we needed a very objective way to establish income levels, and so Medicaid in Utah, because that's a program that's that uh, services uh, low-income individuals here in Utah. Medicaid eligibility uh, is a good place to start. So that application again goes up on December twentieth for patients to apply to get their medical cannabis screening and evaluation, education, all of that clinical side covered through the Uplift program. And shout out to these partners. Again, I'm going to mention them. Wholesome Co. out of Bountiful, Beehive Zone Pharmacy out of West Salt Lake, West Valley, Deseret Wellness, Provo, and in Park City, and Zion Medicinal, where you can find those products in any of those pharmacies. And Again, those uh, those partners are key, really, because it's it's a pool of that, those funds in order to help these patients in need. And nobody else is really doing this in a transparent way, right? All of this is very transparent on our website, on that uh, on that page where you can see how much patient donations we've had and how much matching money we've had. And we are going to make sure that all of that money goes into uh, seeing patients who absolutely need access to medical cannabis. Um, I do think it's a little ironic that you have a program that was designed for terminally ill and, and low-income individuals kind of in a, in a lot of ways, and they have had trouble accessing uh, the product and accessing the clinical services. And so, you know, hopefully this, uh, this puts a real dent in that uh, kind of a discrepancy in the program, right, where, where we need to get access for people, for, for everybody. Um, so that's uplift. So stay tuned. We'll have more information on that as we go. We'll, we'll announce every month how much money we've donated, how much, how many people we've helped, um, every, every month 
that'll be up to date. Uh, the second thing that I want to talk about is this 90-day renewal. So there's been, there was a legislative change last uh, legislative session in 2020. Go back and listen to uh, the, our episode with Rich o- Oborn on the legislative updates. Part of those updates was that the 90-day evaluation was going away. And what I mean by that is every patient who needs a medical cannabis card in Utah is going to get their initial evaluation and recommendation. Their initial card was good for 90 days. 90 days after their initial card was issued, it would expire and they needed to chat with a uh, medical provider and have a renewal of that medical card. This was an opportunity for providers to check in with the patient, make sure they were doing okay, check in and making sure the dosing and delivery options that were available to the patient were were fine. And uh, really a good, I I thought, in my opinion, this was a good idea. Um, But what happened originally was this was to go even back further in time, this was actually a 30-day requirement, but 30 days didn't seem to work very well Well, logistically. It just was too fast to get a patient a card and then 30 days later have to follow up with them. Um, too much, just really, it was really hard for patients and providers and it didn't really work out. So they moved it to 90 days and here's what happened. A lot of providers in these medical card clinics were charging up front for their fee and then charging for the 90 day and then 6 months later charging for the 6 month visit and then of course again you know charging and charging and that 90 day just didn't seem fair to have patients uh pay so there was some advocating done on behalf of Utah patients and whether it's good or bad or ugly um they removed the requirement for the 90 day in the statute problem with that one was the EVS system had to be upgraded and changed in order to make the software work. And that took a little while longer than the Department of Health had anticipated. So that's ready to go now and going to be launched. So if you got your card yesterday, uh, the day before this was implemented, then you would get a 90-day expiration. You would then check in with your QMP and you would have a renewal. You would pay $5 for that renewal at the state. If your QMP charged for that visit, then you'd have to pay that. If your QMP, like like we don't charge for that 90-day, you would not have to pay. At that point in time, you would get an additional six-month card. And so from your original card to the time you actually needed to see a QMP uh, on telemedicine or in person, would be a total of nine months. Now, let's say you get your card tomorrow and there is no 90 day. You get your card today. It's issued by the Department of Health and the expiration date is now six months away. So there's no 90 day. There's no three month interval for the original, the first card. They've just eliminated that entire thing and they've just made your first card last six months. So After that six months, your card is going to be renewed and issued for an additional six months. At that 12-month mark, uh, you can then be evaluated and the QMP can make a determination at that point 
once you have had a card for 12 months, you can have a renewal for up to one year based on that QMP's recommendation. Now, a lot of states have an annual renewal period for their medical cannabis programs. And I support that as a QMP and a medical cannabis specialist. I think a year is reasonable for people who are stable on their dosing and delivery. They understand it. They're not intimidated anymore. They're, they're not changing their medications all of the time or, or through this time. And a one-year renewal period is reasonable, uh, especially because you're having to pay for these visits. So I, I just don't know that it's fair to have a patient come in. In fact, I'll tell you straight up, it's not fair to have a patient come in more frequently just so you as a provider can make more money. Okay, that's unethical. You you really, as a provider, we have to do these things based on what is best for the patient, not what is best for our car payment and our, our income. Okay, that's uh, maybe me on my soapbox a little bit, but that's just ethical medical behavior. I think providers would agree. So uh, again, you get a card yesterday in Utah, you're going to be issued a three-month card at that renewal. You're going to be issued another six months there. Tomorrow, you get issued a card. There is no 90-day window. You're going to be issued a card, and that initial card is going to be good for six months. Uh, so what about these people who are right in this window, right? So let's say I go to a place and they charge for the 90-day. And I saw them on Wednesday when the 90-day was still in place. Well, there you go. You're going you're gonna to have to pay that 90-day renewal fee in order to get that card renewed. Um, they're, they're just turning it off you know, on the day. Whatever day they implement this, the cards will just be issued for six months uh, just like that, right? There's no going back. There's no changing anything. It's a very straightforward uh, way to do this. There is some advantages, I guess, to being involved in the non-90-day uh, window, right? Just getting into a six-month card. And that is, you're going to be quicker. Uh, you're, you're three months ahead to go to that annual visit, right? You're three months ahead. So you can get it at 12 months instead of waiting a total of 15 months uh, to get that annual renewal. So that's good news. Um, for patients of ours, you know, at Utah Therapeutic Health Center, you're not going to really have much, you won't see much change in our services. We're still going to check in with patients at 90 days. You know why? Because it's the right thing to do, you know, in my opinion. I'm the medical director. I'm the one who's making those decisions. And we're going to check in with all of our patients at that 90 day. We want to make sure that that medication is working. We want to make sure that you're having access to the products that help you feel better, that you're reducing your other medication use. Uh, like I say, I think if your provider offers a 90-day check-in for free, then, you know, absolutely take it. Uh, treat this like medicine and, you know, be involved with providers who are helping you just like they'd help any other, you know, of their patients. So that is the second update for the podcast today is that 90-day going away here in Utah. Next is, you know, holiday updates. We had a tremendous success in November about our uh, YouTube giveaway. 
program. We gave away a PAX complete kit. We gave away tons of product, tons of medicine with our partners. We doubled our subscribers on the YouTube channel. It was, it was phenomenal. I mean, I didn't know that you could be so active as a community. So thank you. Thank you for that. And I'm glad we're reaching more people. Stay tuned to Utah in the Weeds in the future. Uh, we'll have, you know, more guests. I'm, I, I love this podcast. It's become a very uh, near and dear to my heart as far as the project goes. I learn a lot. If you have somebody who you feel like would be a good guest, or if you want to come on the podcast, reach out to us. No question. We would love to have you. We love to hear your stories. Specifically, I think next year you can look for more podcast guests around the DEA and opioid prescribing and, you know, digging into how to mix, you know, medicine. Why are there not a lot of providers who are doing uh, medication management and, uh, and cannabis? Um, you know, what is it about the DEA that, that uh, restricts cannabis or, you know, how about this opioid epidemic? Is, is it getting better as cannabis expands in the U.S.? What does it look like from a federal legislation standpoint? You know, where are we at with that? Uh, of course, there'll be legislative updates in the spring when the, legislator, the legislative session gets going. We also are going to have a special report about secondary conditions on the podcast, and that is going to share some data that we're collecting on you uh, anonymously, right? Your anonymous responses to how you're using medical cannabis, not only for your qualifying condition, but for other conditions that you may have, because we know patients are using it for some mental health issues, anxiety and depression specifically, are just very common secondary uses for people to use medical cannabis. So there'll be a lot more discussion on that in the new year. And hopefully we can expand uh, the listenership and, uh, you know, expand and expand uh, people who are uh, helped and informed by the podcast. So uh, lots of words there. But I'm Tim Pickett. Thanks for subscribing again. Discover Marijuana on YouTube. Reach out, comment on any of those videos. Uh, be sure you're subscribed to the podcast on any podcast player that you have access to. Shout out to Chris Hollifield. Uh, thanks, Chris. Merry Christmas to you. No question, you uh, you started us off and could not have done this without you. Chris is involved in real estate. Uh, and as I like to call him, he's the reefer realtor. If you have any uh, real estate needs, then... Absolutely, Chris Hollifield should be your first call. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe out there.